Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the February edition of the Fantasy Book Club. We will be discussing our reading of Mary Poppins by, I believe it's P.L. Travers. And I guess we would have to take into account that this book was written in the 1930s, and well, I guess it's a kid's book. Um, things have changed a lot since then. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we were around back then, we would like it more as children. I'm not really sure. Well, I actually enjoyed it. Um, but I was surprised at Mary Poppins. She didn't sound like I thought she would. I thought she'd be a you know, kind of a, f I don't want to say, flighty is the wrong word, little more humorous character, but she sounded fairly strict most of the time, even though she could do all the magic things. Um, but it was interesting to read a book, you know, it's interesting to read some of these books that I haven't, I've heard about but never read. I agree. That that part of it was interesting. Um and you're right. I, I expected her to be more um, indulgent of the kids, and she really wasn't. She was. She had her rules, and you know you had to you had to uh, toe the line, which was good. I mean, she she was a wonderful um, illustration of the perfect parent figure who. Uh, you know, sets limits, but is in you know is able to have fun and so forth. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, as I as I said before, um, when I wasn't being recorded, it, the book was okay. It wasn't superly great. It wasn't superly bad. It was okay. Well, I like the book. Yeah, I I agree. I definitely expected her to sort of actually I expected her to kind of spoil them, um, to be quite indulgent, and I don't know, I really expected her to explain things to the kids. She sort of, not only was she really quite strict, which, you know, I guess is, like, maybe that's what they needed. I don't know, it seemed like they were sort of... Okay, I guess I'm back. Uh, I don't know what happened there. The other thing I didn't understand about the book was that that the two babies could talk to each other. Uh, I'm not sure what that's supposed what that was supposed to do with anything, and and to animals and such. Not well. I don't know. Um, Julia, are you still there, or have you disappeared again? She's gone again. I don't know what happens. I wonder if she's using a KVM switch or something. I am, and if you hold the key down, if you use the control keys, mine tends to decide it wants to switch something. Ew. No, I'm not using a KVM switch. Um, I have a, uh, a wonderful headset that is, uh, it's uh, Plantronics. And it's great because it's, it's over-the-ear earphones, and... A microphone, and it's it's just wonderful. I love it. It's uh, wireless, which is very cool. 
Um, anyway, Julia, you were saying you cut out, um, and then you left us. Yeah, and now um, David just came and saw that uh, we were talking about nothing and just left. Okay, I guess this is just not my day. Um, we were talking about Mary Poppins, um, and I don't know what I was saying because I was having technical difficulties. Something about the nanny being um, strict, and she didn't really explain things to the, the children as much as I thought she would. I thought she would be overindulgent and, I don't know, I guess treat them more like equals, but then again, I guess this is modern viewing, right? I don't, I don't know if... I don't think their views were like that in the 1930s, and I don't... Do you know, is that the way people view children today, or... I'm not really sure about that. Well, um, I think that the the general view, at least in America, is that children are treated very much as equals or they are indulged to the point where they're allowed to stand and scream in the uh, in the aisles of a grocery store. Uh, <laughs> and David Green did come in and I said, yes, this is a fantasy group and... We are um, discussing Mary Poppins, and he left. So I don't know how I could have kept him, but I said, you know, nice to have you here, and, you know, yada, yada. So uh, it wasn't your fault. It's not your bad day. It's a perfectly wonderful day. Oh, yeah, maybe he came to the wrong uh, group or something, because that seemed like a pretty quick exit. Um, yeah, that's quite the extreme, I guess. The overindulgers and then the the people who treat them like equals. Um, yeah, I like the part where they did the around-the-world compass thing. That would have been really fun to go do. And that would be... The whole thing was quite adventurous and interesting. Um, I like the, the star. I think her name was Maya. She... She was probably one of my favorite characters. And, of course, well, Mary Poppins, but, I mean, she's sort of one of the main characters. And the parents weren't really in it very much. They were just sort of there. And I remember thinking when I was reading it that I didn't like Mr. Banks because, um, oh, who, I think it was the gardener. One of the servants had a heart condition, and um, he said that they said the doctor told him to do as little as possible and you know the well the children overheard their father saying that if he did what his doctor told him he'd get fired and I thought that's a really um, nasty way of looking at things but I mean I guess back then that's the way it was your employer dictated the rules and that it did they have unions back in the, the 30s so much? Well, I guess they must have. No. Um, well, some places they did, but during the 30s was the time when um, the people were fighting for the unions and trying to get unions. And I don't know about Britain. Um, I know about America, but I don't know about Britain. But the the attitude of the parents toward the kids is very Victorian. Because what happened in middle class and upper class houses is that the parents had the kids and then the kids were farmed off to the nanny 
who actually raised them, who actually spent the time with them, nursed them, and um, spent time with them, and and, uh, then they were farmed off to a governess, or they were sent to to, um, what was called public school then, which was actually private school, which is really weird. But anyway, yeah. but the the uh, the comment that you mention is is interesting in that I think Travers put that in there as a a class comment that um, you know Mr. Banks was you know an upper class guy and you know he just looked on his servants as servants and didn't really care and he was going to fire the guy if he didn't do his work right. Um, and um he had no compassion for you know what the what the guy was going through so yeah um i did notice those those little comments in there um is is very interesting was winnie the pooh written about the same time as this was because that one seemed to be well you i don't think as i remember it you don't never did see much about day-to-day life there I mean, that was clearly a children's book. Yes, I think Winnie the Pooh was written about that time. Um, yeah, and you're right. It's, well, since it didn't involve humans, it uh, you know it was it was more concerned with. Well, Winnie the Pooh is a fable, in the sense of animals taking the part of, you know, being humanized in order to prove a point. Um, you know, immoral, if you will. Uh, but uh, you know, the books about Pooh are great. I th- <laughs> uh, um, very, very good, very good books. Um, I remember a friend of mine reading reading Winnie the Pooh to me, and in our dorm rooms in college, we had fun. We really did. Um, as well as, um, that's maybe one we should read, is uh, The Little Prince, which I think you could probably consider to be fantasy because it's really not, it's really not science fiction. Um, I would consider it to be fantasy, but uh, of course that's up to you guys. Oh, yeah, that would be a good book to read. I haven't checked into where... If it's on Bookshare or Bard or what the situation is, but yeah, that would be a good one. Well, I've never read it either, so I'm not in a position to judge. Is there another class that meets opposite us? Maybe that's why we're having such a poor showing. Everybody's going over to that. Yeah, I think they are. Um, it's... Uh, uh, Issues facing people who are blind. I think that's what it is. And I'm not sure where it's at, whether it's in the classroom or the auditorium, but it's it's uh, one of those two places. And I think you're absolutely right. That's how come we're not having a whole lot of people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Mary Poppins is somewhat of a, of a class study. I mean, it's not wildly 
that kind of thing. I mean, uh, I don't think Travers has an agenda, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, a class thing. Um, did you, uh, did you want to do The Little Prince next month? That'd be kind of fun. I haven't read it in a long, long time. Ah, yes. Stacy Juan Mouton. Um, <laughs> I've read it in both French and English. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those wonderful books. And I did see the movie, too. The movie was great. Very sad, but very great. Um, I liked it. Um, just one more comment on Mary. Oh, I don't know what, well, what was, I was going to say something. I had it all planned out and it just apparently decided to go on vacation. I'll get back to you if I remember. Now, Julia, you're much too young to have that kind of thing happen to you. I mean, it happens to me on a, on a somewhat regular basis, uh, but I'm old enough to, to, uh, uh, have these things sort of happen. Yeah, I'm a bit too young to be having, what do they call them, senior moments? I'm definitely not a senior. Maybe I should take some ginkgo. There you go. That's what to do. Absolutely. Um, well, if you remember what, what, uh, you know, what you, uh, what you were going to say, you can always interrupt the discussion of what we're doing next month. Have you got any um, suggestions as to what we might do for next month? Well, I thought we could do the last unicorn that looked, but then again, that's from the sixties. I don't. Well, how, I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm not. Do we want to stick to certain time periods, or are we sort of all over the map with those? Oh, I think we've pretty well covered the classics. Um, you know, The Last Unicorn. Now, why do I know that book? Uh, who's it by? Peter Beagle, I think. Well, if you'll excuse the pun, my memory's gone to the dogs, so if you say it's Peter Beagle, I'll believe you. Yeah, well, if we don't want to, if you don't want to do classics anymore, we won't. Well, The Little Prince is kind of a classic, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it could be considered a classic, yes. Um... I don't care. You know, we can we can uh, do either one. What what's your uh, what's your take, Marshall? Well, I've never read either one, so I'm game for either, and maybe even both. Well, that would solve the problem for the next two months. Um, I know the Little Prince is probably on Bard. I know it's I know it's at least in the NLS collection. Whether it's on Bard, I'm not sure, but I can I can check. But I've Ah, now, how the heck do you spell Saint-Exupéry? Oh, well, never mind, I'll figure it out. I didn't even know that was a last name. Interesting. Well, I think I'd rather read The Little Prince first, but I don't, um, I don't know if anybody wants to read the other one first, but that's my vote. Then I'll vote for The Little Prince first, assuming it's on Bard or... On Bookshare. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Um, it'll be a, a a nice bit of nostalgia. That'd be great. Um, I haven't looked at The Little Prince in a long, long time. 
it's been at least at least six or seven years. Because um, I think I reread it like six or seven years ago, something like that. Um, all right, and then uh, the last unicorn for April. Yeah, we could do that. Do we have any other comments about Mary Poppins? I don't really think we we sort of skimmed over it. I don't know. Maybe we didn't have much to say. Did anybody know why they threw in the thing about the babies talking to the sun and the moon? Or the babies talking to the sun and the, uh, oh, what was it? Swallow or whatever kind of bird it was. That's what I was going to comment about. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That I don't really know why they put it in there, but that was really neat how they could all communicate and then and then they turned one and they lost it all. That was kind of depressing. I was hoping one of the twins at least would retain how to talk to them like Mary Poppins had. Well, I must have missed that part or I haven't got there yet because uh, I, you know, I've read about, oh, I'm sort of in the middle of the book right now. Um, so I don't, I don't remember that part. I just got done with the chapter about the compass. So um I'll have to I'll have to read it. But it I think probably the idea there is is sort of words wordsworthian you know, about trailing clouds of glory and then, you know, as you grow up you you don't do that anymore. Hmm. I guess I didn't read that poem in my poetics class. Interesting. Well, I have to look it up for you. It's uh, it's in Wordsworth about children being born and and uh, the, the, the uh, children being born trailing clouds of glory, and then when they grow up, they they don't do that anymore. They're they've lost it. Oh, that's an. I I can kind of see what he's saying, although I don't know why. Um. Is is Travers a, a man or a woman? I don't know. Now that's a very interesting question. I think it's a he, but I'm not sure. I guess I better look him up. All right, that's two things I need to look up: is Wordsworth and uh, P. L. Travers. Oh no, it's. She's a she, because it said at the end of that she has written eight more books about... No, no, eight books in total about uh, Mary Poppins. Okay. So, Polly, Pamela, Patricia, whatever, um, Travers. <laughs> now I'm just curious as to what PL stands for. Yeah, I, I get curious about the oddest things. Yeah, I get annoyed when authors do the... Oh, gosh, there's a technical term for it. Anyway, when they use their initials and their last names that you don't know whether they're... Isn't that... Wasn't that Victorian, too, I think, the the practice of doing that? I know it's... Well, I know that there were several um, women authors in the uh, in the late Victorian era who deliberately either... Uh, published books under 
a pseudonym, a male pseudonym, or use their initials so that you weren't sure whether they were or weren't female. We're talking about in next month's analog about how female science fiction writers in the 50s had to do it, either make their name ambiguous like Andrew Norton or publish under a, uh, initials like C.L. Moore or maybe even use a male pseudonym. So I'm, I suspect it's that's probably a hangover from Victorian times where they didn't think women could do anything. Oh, yeah. See, I thought Andre... Oh, is it Andre? Oh, I, well... Yeah, screen readers, you shouldn't rely on them for pronunciation. But I thought um, there was a guy, so I guess it worked. Yeah, it worked. Andre Norton is definitely female. Um, and I forget her real name, but uh, um, she signed a couple of books for me. Um, I bought the tape version of uh, Witch World, and she signed the... Uh, the inside of the cover. Now, that was when I went to the uh, the World Con in Boston in 1989. Lord. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's it was so long ago. No, when I was seven. What are? Well, I guess we could do an Andre Norton book for May. That's actually what I was planning to do, but it was Lana who had the book suggestion, and she has a nasty cold, so. Which Andre Norton were you planning? That's right. You weren't there here last month, and Lana said that you had, uh, you were looking at one of the Andre Norton books, and she wasn't sure which one, and because she, she couldn't remember the title, what what was the title of the book that you wanted to read? No, no, no. She had suggested it, and she wasn't there last month, and now she's not here this month. So if she doesn't remember the book, we're in trouble. Okay. Well, all right. I'll have to. I'll have to ask her what what a bo- what a book it was. because um, I thought it was it was you that that was. Oh well. Never mind. Um, talk about senior moments, but. As I say, this I was telling uh, Marshall, this has been such a day. I, I spent the entire day restoring my computer. I've had such fun today. It's been so wonderful. I had a hard drive crash, as I said on the writer's list, and I'm just restoring everything, and, and it's a pain. If you really want fun, you could come up to my work and help me figure out how to get our XP machines off the network. No, thank you. I don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. Do they have permanent IP addresses? They do now. That's how we're doing it. We're switching them over to a private subnet. So uh, there is only one way in and out for data. So... Uh, the university mandated it for everyone on campus. Ooh, blue. Okay, well, I guess universities can do that sort of thing, but 
I guess they're really serious and afraid about the fact that they're not supporting XP come April. Uh, so that's probably what's going on. Sounds like both of you need to go to a pub and have some stiff drink refreshments. Well, that is if you drink. If you don't, I guess you'll have some coffee. I live in Utah. We don't have pubs here. Uh, We barely have drinks here. Oh, that's right. You're living in Salt Lake City. Oh, dear. You poor thing. That is too bad. Um... Yeah, uh, I could I could stand a drink or two. Um, in fact, I, I may just. I've got some wine downstairs. Hmm, I hadn't even thought of that. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll just resort to chocolate. Because I don't like to drink by myself. That's not a good idea. But um, I do I do like my chocolate, so I might indulge. It's been one of those days, as I say. Um, anyway. Well, since we've kind of completely veered off the topic of Mary Poppins and we already have our next book, do you think it's time for closing statements? That's up to you. I mean, you're you're running the place. I don't run the place. I just run the recording. So <laughs> you can make your own decisions. Um are you making a motion to adjourn, uh, as they say? Well, now that you put it like that, I, I suppose I am. I just like to get people's input because I know I'm technically the leader, but you two are also members. So, Well, I think you've pretty well covered the waterfront, so I'm perfectly willing to adjourn. As am I. Okay, well, I hope you have enjoyed this edition, and we will meet back here next month same time same place good night everybody and that will be march uh 16th at uh 2000 hours eastern standard time night all <laughs>